That's how they make them that way. They salt around the bulb. They're cast. Cast in salt. You put the bulb in and then you pour in the salt. Cast in salt sounds... Put it on the list, but only for Christian rock bands. <laughs> Cast in Salt is a Christian rock band for sure. Is there like a Bible story about that or something? Um, the Bible talks about salt a lot, and casting is a thing they do in the Bible a lot. So Cast in Salt is very like, it's biblical sure. shit. I'll take your word for it. Biblical is shit. What's up, everybody? It's the What If Podcast. My name is Ryan Copper. That's Spencer Worth Davis over sure there. Is. What's up, man? Ah. Uh, uh. We're, uh, you know what? We're a day late and dollar short. Thanks for accepting that as a, as a response to your question. Yep. I just kept rolling. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that was, but I'm going to keep it moving. Mm. Uh, we're a day late and a dollar short, and we appreciate your y'all y'all's uh, patiences. And, uh, you know, Spencer and I live very busy lives, and every once in a while, and by every once in a while, I mean maybe for the second time in like three fucking years, we're putting out uh, the show on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday. Yeah. Just a heads up, it's probably going to be the same thing next week. Sorry about you. Uh, on our production meeting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? Look, I got a I got a show coming up in a couple weeks, or a week and a half, Friday the 31st. Oh, shit. At First Avenue. Oh, geez, Rick. And our usual podcast recording night became the only time that we can rehearse for our show. So I'm getting shitted on. Yeah. And so are all of you. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> Look. Look. At the end of the day, yep. we owe, we love all of you, and we also owe all of you exactly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome for episode 165 of this free thing we've been doing for two years. And let me be clear. <laughs> nobody was shitty about this, which is great, and we appreciate um, you all very much. One person commented on Facebook with just an unacceptable lemon grab gif but that but that's done out of you, you're not putting an unacceptable lemon grab gif unless you're making a joke uh, let's hope several people responded to our instagram story and just said okay okay yeah i saw that like, <laughs> okay <laughs> thanks i think it's like thanks for the heads up yeah that good to know yeah. i won't go looking for it tonight mm. um anyway here we are here we are what else is going on man oh it's just the most the most yeah just the most the most is going on just the uh, busiest I've, I've maybe ever been. Lit. Yeah. It's mostly good, but yeah. fuck. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh-huh. It's also- Usually the winter is when I'm like- uh shit. Well, yeah. And then like uh, about the middle of January is when I st- start thinking that no one is ever going to want me to do my job ever again. Right. Because I right. forget that like people in my industry don't really work during like December- well, it's also the time where we're just all for sure the most depressed we are of the year. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Lack confidence that the sun's ever going to come out again. It's not. And we'll never feel warmth again. We won't. <laughs> and uh, happiness is a thing that we had once, but we won't have that no again. Longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this, I mean, all of those things have still been true this winter. Yes. But instead of like not having anything to work on and having all the time in the world to just think about all that stuff. Yes. It's been the opposite and everybody wants stuff, which is great. And it keeps you from thinking about how you're never going to feel happy again until yes. you're happy again. Yes. But now I just have a different <laughs> set of problems instead. There's that. And less time to play Zelda. Oh, sad. I did actually carve out some time to watch television Uh-oh. in the last week or so. What'd you do? What'd you, you do? Have you seen Russian Doll on Netflix? Mm-mm. Oh, fuck, it's a good one. 
Is it a show or a movie? It's a show. It's an eight episode season. Is it uh it is it like in episode one they very, very, very slowly take the Russian doll out of the Russian doll, and then in episode two, they take the other set of Russian dolls out of that Russian doll. No, it's not like that at all. And then by episode one, it's just the little teeny tiny Russian doll. It's a metaphor, Ryan. Very slow. <laughs> Sixty <No>. minute episodes. <laughs> Pulling apart. No, it's about a uh, removing a woman who dies on her birthday. And then, I like mine way better. I don't. <laughs> and then keeps dying. I like mine way better. And then, yeah, I won't give a, give away too many things. Also, literally every episode of the of the show has a Harry Nielsen song in it. So uh, I'm well, sold. We've talked about Harry. We both mm-hmm. like Harry Nielsen a lot. So all right. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, I haven't been that psyched on a TV show in a long time. It's great. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. All right. I also just don't watch new TV shows ever, so maybe they're all good these days. I wouldn't know. I watched Watchmen with like relatively like mediocre expectations, and holy shit, they did a good job with that show. It's fucking awesome. Turns out when you just have like unlimited money, you can make cool stuff. Yeah, turns out the streaming services might have. I mean, they've been kind of dicking us a little bit, but maybe they've got a huh. Well, just, you know, the whole, we've got to pay for fucking 17 oh, streaming right, right, services right. to be able to watch it. These yeah, but days. only if you want to watch, like, fucking Boy Meets World and... And Boy Meets Man. Not to hate on Boy Meets World, but I don't think there's a whole lot of demand these days. I mean, there was there was demand back in the day, but I'm not, like, chomping at the bit to go watch fucking Sean, Sean fight with Feeny. F- fucking Feeny. Mr. Fucking Feeny. You want to talk about a guy who got lost in the woods, <laughs> Let's maybe? talk about what if you got lost in the woods. I don't think he did, but... No, I think he I think he got... He lost himself in the woods, maybe on purpose. So this story is a little different than the stuff we normally cover, in that we uh, sort of have one slash no sources, depending on how you look at it. Is that true? Well... The primary piece feels, uh, it's all based on one primary piece. I should say that. Yeah. So I came across this story on, uh, one of my favorite subreddits called unresolved mysteries, which when they're not talking about people being murdered, it's great. Um, there's this long write up by a user named Moo, Moo Muflon Le- Lesney. Muflon Lesney. Yeah, that. M U F L O N L E S N I. And Hat tip. Yeah, they wrote up this uh summary of the story and then there are two sources that they cite at the end. Neither of them are in English though. One is in Czech and one is in Slovak and I can't obviously read either of them. I will say though the one that's in Slovak is it's 28 pages and Every one of the pages of the 28 pages has like five citations at the bottom of it. Okay. So any in English? Did you check? No, they're none of them are in English. And unfortunately, mm. this is not uh one of those PDFs where you can like copy and paste because I tried to do that and yeah. tried to get some Google Translates of the citations and couldn't do that either. No dice. So you can, you can print them out and use your the f- app version. Print them out and use oh, where you like hold it over the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did not do that, but I, but I have I have more faith in that being a true primary because of the amount of citations that are found throughout it. Yes, I'm just saying we are relying solely on this one 
Redditor to tell us what those sources actually say. Uh, yes and no. There's also, uh, there also is evidence of the, there was a Czech documentary made about this subject in an effort to actually shine a light on it. There's evidence of that documentary existing in the seventies. I guess I'm not saying, I'm not implying that it's a made up story. I'm saying more like we can't verify any of this information. Yeah. I mean, the, the other, the other piece of evidence that I think is the best piece of evidence is that there's also a, um, there's a there's a Czech guy who explores like paranormal things mm. who has a YouTube account and he actually put out like a roughly 20 minute video about this subject. It's like a mini documentary where he went to the places that this guy supposedly was investigated about it, looked for documents and like interviewed people and shit. So okay. I guess I say that to say like I think Czech and Slavic people like agree that this is a story that at least is like is documented to a degree in their history it's just a lot harder to find on english google yes so the story goes something like uh june of 1955 in northern czechoslovakia right along the polish border uh in oravska polora maybe (laughs) fucking nailed it dude it's literally perfect (laughs) thanks i I, didn't know you were a a linguist i'm not i'm i it's because neither of us would know different Mm. And it's this little border town uh, on the northern border of Slovakia, southern border of Poland. And there are two border guards who find a guy wandering around in the woods who has no ID on him and either can't or won't identify himself. Can't or won't. He doesn't speak to them, but through gestures conveys that he is both mute and deaf, Mm -hmm. meaning he cannot hear nor speak. Yes. The only thing he has with him is a small bag, and in it is a knife, some food, and a razor, like a shaving razor. I was about to be like, that's two knives, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) A knife and a different knife. (laughs) A big knife and another little knife. And the border guards think that this is rather suspicious and that he possibly has just crossed the border illegally Mm. uh, from Poland. So they detain him and they take him into uh, some police station. I don't know where exactly to question him originally. Uh, he eventually ended up in Prague, but the there's a, a nearby town from where he was found called Zelina. Okay, and I believe that's where they took him uh, because there was immigration police in that town. So ah. they they wanted to go take because they were they themselves I don't believe were immigration police. They were like. I think they were like border patrol yeah, something. Maybe that is immigration police. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Either. It's also the fifties in Czechoslovakia. So I don't know how those things were structured. Yeah. Part, yeah. It is like a reminder here. We're, you know, eight dish years away from the end of world war two. And there's like, wasn't it 45? Uh, no, I think the official end of world war two is 47. Wasn't it? I always thought it was 41 to 45, but I, don't know history very well, so I could certainly uh, be wrong. Let me look. Let me look. Whatever. Yeah, you're right. 39 to 45. My bad. All right. So we're 10 years past World War II, which I guess is a, is plenty at that point for things to be different. It but. factors into parts of the story, though. Yes. So anyway, he's detained and questioned. And in this questioning, he tells these immigration police um, through writing, because he can neither speak nor hear. Um, that his name is Carol Novak, 
K-A-R-E-L, Novak. Which I I did Ca- see Carl Carol uh, Carell. I, I was saying <laughs> I was saying Carell, but also the the like the English translation of that name is just Charles, and also uh, I read that apparently it's just like the equivalent of a John Doe. It's like John Smith basically. Like yeah. it's the most. Extremely it's like if, common. Yes, yeah, if, if somebody in America was like Mike Johnson or something like that, like it's the most common name you could possibly have. I'm gonna call him Carol because I like calling him Carol. Okay, deal. He says he's Czech and he was born deaf and mute, and he claims uh, to also have memory loss. Sure, but tells them what he does remember, which is that. During the war, his family was moved to Germany. Yep. And he was separated from his family and taken to a facility for deaf and mute kids in Austria. After the war, he was sent back to Czechoslovakia, where he was homeless and picked up odd jobs here and there. Right. One of which led him in the winter of 55 to some sort of... He was doing ski repair in some like mountain ski town, sure. I guess. That works for me. He claims he got lost and ended up near the Polish border, which is where he then got picked up. Lots of holes in the story from the jump. <laughs> sure. Including uh the fact that it was June. <laughs> What's the weather like in June <laughs> in Poland? I mean, I'm sure if you go up in the mountains, people are still skiing, I guess. But yeah. he said he started there in the winter and then got lost, and now it's June. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, the police were skeptical of many parts of his story. Well, I heard- Including the, the part about him being mute and deaf. Yeah. And I read somewhere- uh, in some of this stuff that like they were skeptical from the jump like the reason he got brought into immigration police was they thought he was either like a spy or someone trying to illegally enter the country like yeah. nothing felt right about it from jump which is why they obviously brought him in to interrogate him but like they started skeptical and nothing he told them made them right. go like oh this is all legit and checks out yeah so they're skeptical skeptical of his story and then also when they attempt to verify his story they can't verify any of it yeah they can't find anybody who knows him the places that he says he's been they check with people they can't find anybody who's like yeah we've seen that guy or we know that guy or whatever whatever yeah so they move him to prague where he's held in custody for six months which is so wild because when you think about that like i mean granted yes this is a different time but like you can't i like I don't think contemporarily you can keep somebody in jail for not knowing who they are. Like, I don't think that's how that works. Uh, can you? I don't. I mean, legally here. I, yeah. In 2020. Probably not. No. In other places. Does it happen? Probably. Does it, yes. Does it probably? I mean, we illegally detain people in the United States all the dang time. Well, that's true. Just because you're not supposed to doesn't mean it doesn't, doesn't happen. Mean we don't do it. Yeah, that's true. Also, like you said, we're in Czechoslovakia in the mid-50s. Right. Ten years after World War II. Lots of different considerations than uh, if this happened here in the U.S. of A. in 2020. Yeah, you still got to have, like, issues with, like, defectors and war criminals and fucking, like, 
which might come into play in this story. Hey, yo. Uh, so anyway, they try and verify like any part of his story and they can't. So they take him to Prague where he's held for six months and interrogated on like a daily basis. And the police also start interviewing refugees from the, from uh, World War II who were in refugee camps after the war. And they found two people who claimed to recognize Carol. Yes. One of them is also a man named Carol. Carol Cervenka. See, it's like Mike. Bunch of fucking Mikes out here. <laughs> he claims that he met someone uh, that he thought was Carol Novak uh, on multiple occasions between 1951 and 1954 in a refugee camp in Germany. And he said that this Carol spoke Czech with a foreign accent and worked as a translator from English with the CIA. Doesn't sound very deaf or mute. So not only does this dude, yeah, speak, he speaks multiple languages and is working with the CIA speaking Czech with a foreign accent. He didn't say English accent. Yeah. In a refugee camp in Germany. Now, I think it's important with this one specifically to note that this is just a guy who said he recognized him from the refugee camp, and there was only one that they could find. There were two. Well, the the second one's from a different camp. Oh, right. I mean, that specific anecdote about the English translation with the CIA shit was isolated to that one person who said he recognized him. Yes. The other person that they found who claims to have known Novak... Uh, is a Czech refugee named Ernest Solkansky, <clears throat> who claims that he met Novak in a refugee camp in Austria in 1952. And he said that Carol had burns on his forearms and was wearing and had them bandaged at the time that he met him. And police did confirm that Novak had scarring on his forearms, but he <laughs> Novak claimed that he got those scars practicing gymnastics. I think you're doing it wrong, bud. Is there a lot? I'm not a gymnast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Do you use your forearms a lot? Well, to the point of scarring, what did, what would that look like? Yeah, the thing that I thought that was was back in the day when they used to do the rings. There's moves in the rings where you like wrap the ropes around your arms and your forearms to like like change your position and shit. So really? I could imagine you could get like pretty gnarly rope burn acting like, huh. like doing that regularly. Um, but this one, the reason I called out the, the inability to affirm the other one is this guy called out a super specific detail. Like, Oh, he's got scarred up forearms. I remember that dude. Yeah. And they were like, Hey bro, <laughs> let's let me see, see your forearms. Let's see that. Let me <laughs> show me them arms. What them arms do. And he was like, yeah, that shit's real. So I feel like from that perspective, you go, okay. He probably did see the same guy, at least. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's also the, gives, what are the chances of that, I guess, if it weren't? He also gives us no real information about him other than he was in Austria in 1952. And so, and you in could. In a refugee camp. Right. And you, I guess you could make the argument that if someone saw him at another refugee camp, like, I mean, refugees were being transported from camp to camp all the time. Does it make sense if one guy affirmed his existence at one refugee camp? Is it likely that the other guy who says he saw him at another camp actually did? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have enough of the context to say one way or to speculate one way or the other on that, I guess. It seems both plausible to me that maybe someone is being moved between refugee camps. If he's working with the CIA or government agencies, maybe he's working at different refugee camps. Or in disguise at multiple refugee camps or Um, undercover, if you will. It also seems a little bit weird that he would be in so many different places during that time but like i said i I don't know yeah i don't have enough context to even posture a, a guess one way or the other for sure um the police were pretty sure that novak was not disabled yes both based on their own uh interrogations and now some of the uh i guess witness reports they were getting I I saw that one of the primary reasons they were just generally like not super in belief of this is in his writing he was fluent and grammatically correct basically across the board in both Slavic and German and to do that without having had the ability to speak or hear for your entire life yeah cuz he did claim that he had been disabled since, since birth. He, yeah, he was a ch- yeah, like since he was a child. So he wouldn't have even had the chance to like learn those written languages with any auditory component. Yeah, and I don't I don't know enough about brain and language development to know how accurate that statement is. Is is it really that difficult to accomplish? I have no idea. Or like it certainly doesn't seem like it would be impossible. No, I'm sure it's not impossible, but I would imagine it's not nearly as easy and yeah. and to accomplish like um you know, writing like I don't know, narrative or like conversational like it would seem it's just difficult to pick that up without having but he was fluent in sign language too. So I guess between the combination of mm-hmm. being fluent in sign language and the written word like maybe maybe you were, but I just I thought that was interesting, and it's one of the reasons they said they didn't believe that he was, in fact, uh, somebody who had auditory issues. But then the flip side of that coin, too, was I also read that when they were interrogating him, they would like they would be doing like good cop, bad cop, and a guy behind him would take like a fucking metal pole <laughs> and like fucking bang on the door to try to scare the shit out of him yeah. to see if he, if he would just react. And he didn't. Like, he never flinched at shit. Which... I I bet you could learn that. I don't know, man. In like in like a high pressure situation, I don't know. Not not expecting it at all, and somebody just fucking wails a chunk well, of metal on a chunk of metal. I mean, jumping ahead in the story, he must have. Well, let's get there. Yeah. <laughs> so the the same uh, linguistic experts that, you're right let's get there <laughs> <laughs> that the police consulted with um claimed like Ryan said that it was unusual for someone to be fluent in multiple languages without the ability to speak or hear they also claimed that not only was he like fluent but his linguistic skills were quote through the roof whatever that means yeah which again is like a relatively like it's kind of a nonsense thing, you know. Like it doesn't to say mean, some right. Doesn't mean anything to me to say that your linguistic skills are through the roof. You, doesn't mean you write 
Well, he writes good and other stuff too. He do write good. <laughs> a psychiatrist evaluated Novak as well, uh, and according to that psychiatrist, quote, Novak seems to not on to be not only highly intelligent but also highly educated, which doesn't correspond with his claims. Uh, what he, what they mean by that is that Novak originally claimed to have only spent two years in school essentially while he was in uh after his family got moved during the war now we're talking like now it makes way more sense for you to go you went to school for two years but you write like you have a college degree and Mm -hmm. like you know you have a vocabulary like that that you can make arguments around Mm -hmm. being less fitting you can't just be like oh his linguistic skills were through the roof like well no now that you're saying he was claiming only having a certain amount of training but was excellent at these things like okay you're either a wonderkind or you're lying or even like certain things like being well read yeah is, is a is something that you either at the time would have been pretty hard to accomplish without having been enrolled in school right right Right. Especially for someone that couldn't hear or speak. Right. So this psychiatrist actually recommended that he be institutionalized, um, which I, apparently there was a very low bar for in the 50s in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, yeah. And instead he was released due to lack of evidence after six months in December of 1955. So they were finally like, all right, well. This dude hasn't broken any laws that we can figure out. That we can prove, yeah. And we think he's kind of shysty and shady, but we also can't really prove that either. And also- And if somebody doesn't break after daily interrogation for six months- And we're bored of asking this dude the same questions over and over again, so- Yeah. Fucking fare thee well. So they release him in December of the same year that he was uh, detained, and- after he gets out, he starts hanging out with a guy named Fran- Frantisic? Frantisic? Sure. Vice. Yes, Vice. Who uh, Carol worked with briefly. And Vice claims that Novak was very intelligent and extremely knowledgeable in philosophy, literature, history, politics, architecture, and economics. Which, again, would point to him being pretty well-educated yeah. at some point in his life. Point to him not uh, not having gone to school for two years and repairing skis on fucking mountains. For the past five years. And doing odd jobs. Or being, like, homeless. Do we know? I couldn't find anywhere how old this dude was, or, like, a range, even. I couldn't find a range, either. The only, the only stat I found was that over time spent with Bice, Carol revealed that he was older than originally assumed. Or maybe But we don't had, know what that is, no, right? Because we if we if we look at his story, which is that his family got moved during the war, so early forties probably. Yeah. And he was enrolled in school at the time, so he's got to be teens at most. Yeah. Let's, if you let's be generous and say he's sixteen in nineteen forty-two, he's if, he's picked up in nineteen fifty-five. That puts him like mid twenties. 
late 20s at most. If you look at him in 55, he looks like he is probably... Late 20s, maybe 30. Mid to late 20s. Yeah, maybe 30. He's got like a little bit of a receding hairline, but not much. I'd say... I'd say maybe 30, probably. So if his story is that he's been living on the street for the last 10 years and he's in his late 20s, yeah, that leaves no time for formal education. Sure. Past the age of like 17, maybe? Sure. Right? Like his, his yeah, story yeah. and his level of, his apparent level of education don't, can't really jive. both be true. Right. Anyway. Novak and Vice start hanging out a lot uh, at Vice's home with his wife, and they start, Vice and his wife, uh, Marika, think that Novak can hear. I wish we had more information about their interactions. Yeah. And both what those looked like and what led them to conclude that he can hear. Yeah. Um. And Novak, I guess, eventually confessed to being able to hear. And in the report, so a lot of the... And speak. Yeah. So a lot of the report that... the To go back to our earlier conversation about primary sources, there's a long like biographical write-up. That's the one that I said has all the citations at the end of all the pages. Mm-hmm. And that's the main primary source. That is written and has images from what is supposed to be like the case file that was created on this guy in uh, in Poland over the time of him like being basically continually investigated and, and multiple different uh, groups and societies trying to figure out who the fuck he is or is not. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why I brought that up. I guess I was saying that to say like th- the detail that's being included there is from that report. Oh, and that was to say that the um the part about him the quote that this is what I was going to get to. The quote is it was getting tiring to pretend I'm deaf and mute for, or no, it was getting tiring to pretend he's deaf and mute for so long is the quote from Vice. And the reason we have- About why Novak eventually confessed to being able to hear and speak. Right. And the reason that we have a quote from Vice is because we come to find out that Vice was working for the STB, which is the state security office in- the Czechos in the former Czechoslovakia. It's the communist secret security police in Czechoslovakia Yikes. that were active from 1945 until 1990. They're referred to as plain Damn. clothes. Jesus. So it makes the, the way the story uh, like appears to work out is they let this guy go, but they're keeping an eye on him. Sent a guy to go befriend him and spend time with him. Yeah. To learn more about him. Mm-hmm. Which and, apparently worked. Which apparently worked really well. And this vice dude is snitching on him to the secret police on a daily or weekly or monthly basis about mm. this is what he's saying. This is what he's doing. This is what I'm learning about him. Which includes the fact that, quote, he said it was getting tiring to pretend he was deaf and mute for so long. 
Vice also learned that Novak was fluent in Czech, Slovak, German, English, Polish, Russian, and could speak basic French and Italian. Now we're fucking talking. Also sign language. Now we're fucking talking. So my guys got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No. Six, seven, eight, nine languages down. Now we're fucking talking. Fluent in seven of those nine. Here Um, we go. He also, that he being Novak, allegedly told the vices that he's much older than he claims to be and that he's the son of a crown prince of the Austria-Hungarian Empire, Otto Habsburg. Cool. He claims he was raised on a Polish farm and after the war uh, was brought to Russia along with all of the people who worked on that farm. He said in 1948, he went back to Poland where he was taken to court. Then he was released, worked as a servant, was selling stuff, got recruited into the Polish army, worked his way up in the Polish army. Uh, They eventually figured out who he was and he ran away to Czechoslovakia where he was picked up in 1955. So he was, Hiding as royalty is his new story. Yes. He was hidden royalty that got uncovered for being hidden royalty and ran to another country. Which explains one or some things. It explains to me how he would have been educated. It does not explain why for six months you would be interrogated and by some measures they say even tortured to find out who you are and you would not for once say that that is who you are. Yes. I don't know the, the, I guess, political complications of this. Yeah. Potential political ramifications of son of the crown prince of the Austria Hungarian empire. Was, was Austria an ally in world war two? Doug. Ally or Axis, let's flip a coin. (laughs) It also doesn't explain why you would have this, like, well-rehearsed deaf-mute guy bit. Sure. That you could stick to somewhat convincingly for months at a time. Or why you're fluent in nine languages. Right. I mean, does, does the average royalty in the 50s... Uh, have nine languages under their belt? That seems a little excessive. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I obviously like, I don't know average, but like you probably got a lot of downtime to learn some shit. I guess. Also, uh, they, they weren't. I mean, I don't think any amount of Googling is going to give us like a full understanding of World War II right now. No, so. I know. I just wanted to know, like, <laughs> particularly if you were royalty in Austria during World War II, would would that have been like? Um, well, it depends on where you are, too, right? Like being specifically in Czechoslovakia. But then sure. if that was an issue, why is that where he would have? run away to well he might he might not have been running away to there as much as that's what that's what he said according to vice yeah but he might have said that and been like i was trying to get somewhere else yeah he would have said that then though right right 
Right. It, yeah. I mean, I think I think regardless, it doesn't it doesn't explain everything. No, it, by it, kind of a long shot. No, it, I have many questions still. If that's the full explanation, many questions, bro. Uh, all right. Let's see. Then oh, we lost that kid off the soundboard. Which which guy? Many many questions, bro. Oh, the uh, Dubai kid. Dubai kid. Dubai Where, kid. Yeah, what happened to that page? You got rid of Dubai kid. Oh man, that's an OG one. God damn. We also should have a lie is born for this one because this motherfucker be lying his ass off a up and down. Lie ah! was born. Oh, an OG hit. That, that one's never gone away. An OG I don't know what hit. I don't know why I would have gotten rid of Dubai kid. I got open open spots still. Oh, man, we got to bring him back. He's another a, day, another beer. He's a favorite of mine. All right, I'll find it. It's on my computer somewhere. But but motherfucker be lying his ass up and down this country. Yeah, particularly when we find out that roughly around the time that he starts talking to Vice about uh, the fact that yes, he indeed can hear and talk. He just kind of goes uh, goes full bore. I found a folder called Dubai was lit. Oh, and there are like 12 sounds in it, but I didn't label any of them. Well, how hard are they to get onto your uh, your machine oh, right now? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Why are you doing <laughs> I love this Should we kid. do a quick derailment? Don't into- tell my lawyer we kill people, man. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Did I ever use that one? Oh, Fuck. yeah, man. I'm fucked up. Dude. Oh, yelling? You like yelling, woman? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking kid. Oh, this guy needs his own for, page. He for sure does. I forgot about all of these. I, I, don't lo- think, I don't think we've used a lot of these, like, ever. Oh. What? What? <laughs> Dude, there, no, there was a period of time where we yeah, we I, were hitting to buy a kid pretty hard. This oh, one, yelling? Though? You like yelling, woman? I fucking. <laughs> I remember that one. What? what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 No, many trippers, bro. Yeah. He's telling his mom. He's telling his mom about all the strippers they found when they were in Dubai. And mom, bro, that alone is such a good. Yeah. No, honey, no strippers. Yes, bro, many strippers, bro. (laughs) So good. No strippers. What are you talking about, freaky woman? What are you talking about, freaky woman? Was a was a strong classic. Who are you? Who are you laughing at over there? This kid is so uh, high. He's so no, high. Sh- Long shiz is also really good. Shows <laughs> for you lit. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, we just got a legit spit take over here. Ryan forgot the the <laughs> yeah motherfucker was coming. Uh, I almost lost that whole swallow. <laughs> Dude, the best part about that is These are it, all getting loaded in right now. It's funny because the yeah motherfucker it's it's it lasts <laughs> Yeah <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> It lasts just too long. Yeah, the timing. Mother- she was lit. <laughs> that one's—I love that one, but it's hard to understand. True. No, you. Sh- yeah, we definitely need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. We got. Who are you? Who are you laughing at over there? Yeah. 
No strippers. What are you talking about, freaky woman? We, we, just, we just gotta get the what are you talking about, freaky woman. Also, we could have grabbed the who are you out of there and used it every five seconds in this episode. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Good point. That can still happen. There's who still are time. You? <laughs> who are you? Hey, Carol. No, many strippers, bro. <laughs> I love that one. I don't know how uh, how many applications it's going to have. Doesn't matter. It's I'm too sorry, good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Can't bring that one back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It could also be used very well in, in tandem with. He sounds uh, well, sad, I, though. Well, I, don't I, wanna, well, I apologize. I don't want to hear Dubai kid be sad. That's true. It's, oh, he's, yelling? You like yelling, woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're keeping uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Don't tell my lawyer we kill people, uh-huh. man. Per- perfect. And. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that one's better. He doesn't sound as yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. All right. They're all in there now. Perfect. Thank you Carry very on. much. Dude, uh, make sure you use who are you as much as you can for the rest of this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, I didn't label any of these. Let me make Perfect. sure. I... Oh. Nope. I'm sorry. No, you sh- Don't tell my lawyer. Oh, yelling? You What? No strippers. What are you talking Oh. I think I could do this by now. <laughs> Who are you? There we go. There we Who go. Who laughing at? <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Um. So to hop back on the train, <laughs> we look. We had to take a quick fucking it's, detour, yeah, y'all. It's fine. It's fine. We, we we had to bring back classics. Who um, are you? Got it. Speaking of classics, there's a hundred episodes of the show you've never listened to before on Patreon.com/slash/WhatIfPodcast. <laughs> In case you weren't it's already only, annoyed with us, it's only five dollars a month, and you go listen to. A hundred episodes you've never heard. Plus, you get an extra one every week. All right, back to the show. That was see. That was how we do a true derailment. Now we're back. Hi. Um, Vice learns that not only does uh, Carol start talking to him, but Carol apparently makes the choice to just start talking wherever in public, including yeah, sure. like around people that they've hung out with that Broke. thought he was deaf because he only spoke to them in sign language in the past. Broke the seal, man. He broke the seal hard, and he hasn't said shit in six months. You can't just you can't just say one thing and go back to silence. Yeah, I guess bare minimum six months. This dude hasn't said a word, and now he's just fucking. He's he's like it's all a, out there. He's like a fucking auctioneer, man. Just <laughs> just rattling them off. He feels so good about talking again. Um, Do people who speak sign language like are there? There must be like fast signers and slow signers. There has to be auction people sign sign language auctioneers. Yikes! What? I just had never considered that before. That, yeah, of course that has to be a real thing, right? I don't know. I just meant people's like speaking pace, but you took it a step further. That I hadn't even considered. Oh, even though we had just referenced it moments prior. <laughs> I was gonna say I just put like the two pieces of what we were talking about together. You know, it's all right. I it's, got there. It's been a week. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he just fucking he just fucking sends it full send. Uh, I talk mm-hmm. now, and another day, another beer. Apparently, uh, the way that he defended this to the people he spoke to, including Vice, was that uh, well, I guess not. It couldn't have been including Vice because he told Vice that he was pretending to other people. He claimed that he had been in a car accident and woke up from unconsciousness with the ability to speak that don't make no goddamn sense and that he struggled with pronunciation in the beginning but learned quickly 
with a strange accent. I was born. There we go. Um, now, okay, so now here's here's where this story, I mean, obviously it's crazy thus far, but here's where this really gets crazy for me. If you are, I mean, all, like already people have got stuff running through their heads, right? Like, is he royalty? Is he a spy? Is he a... Is he a defector? Is he a war criminal? Like, who is this guy? Like, what mm-hmm. is he doing? In all of those situations, at a certain point, you got to be like, my boy, this shit's going to catch up with you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what makes me like the spy thing doesn't really add up to me. You you can't just start talking and go, oh, yeah, I got in a car accident and learned how to talk and not have somebody come knocking on your door and be like. I'm going to need you to come over here real quick and talk to me about that. Right. It makes me wonder, especially with how few parts of this are verified or verifiable. Yeah. Like, was this dude, was he okay? Well, I mean, that's also very much a, like, a theory around this whole thing is that, is it also possible that someone was a brilliant He's eccentric, just a, a smart dude who's not doing so well. Just a brilliant eccentric who doesn't have it all together and is consistently making up a new origin story or a new his, here's who I am today. I mean, this whole story starts with them finding him wandering around in the woods and not being able to tell them who he is or what he's doing. Well, the other part of this that is another theory that I think is also very valid is through trauma, you can develop things like dissociative personality disorder. Or, yeah, I guess that's sort of what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. And so, like, there are there are also people who say, like, if he was in World War II or was potentially, um, you know, a recipient of some sort of trauma in World War II, did he dissociate in some way and create some personalities to escape from the, you know, whatever horrors he had to endure in World War II? If, if he was in refugee camps... Like people in refugee camps recognized him. It was he in a refugee camp and telling people that he spoke English and was working for the CIA. Could that have been a dissociative episode early on there, already? There are lots of ways to become fluent in different languages too that don't involve either being a spy or being royalty. Yeah. You could just be somebody who has gotten a bunch of education or lived in multiple different places or a combination of both or And again, those specifics of this story are very hard to or they haven't been verified in terms of like the only real source we have on him being fluent in seven to nine to ten languages was this vice testimony is is one guy saying he was right and it's a guy who as far as we know didn't speak most of those languages yeah right yeah so is he going like he told me he speaks a bunch of different languages that could just be a fact he made up. He maybe he's fluent in three or four, or and I've then heard made him up speak the rest. French, or what sounds like, yeah, English. I've heard him speak or, a language that didn't didn't. I couldn't understand him, but it sounded like English. Yeah, or whatever. Or maybe he knows a movie quote or some shit like that. But it just no. It's I, hard yeah. for me to to get to a point where like any of the bigger. This guy is somewhat important stories really add up. Yes. Yes. But there's also so in <laughs> nineteen sixty one, 
he gets arrested again because uh, Carol has been, um, I guess, like showing a bunch of interest in military things in Czechoslovakia. Uh, which is where a lot of the spy stuff actually really originates. I mean, obviously it originates early on in the initial arrest, but apparently he takes up a new hobby of photography and then starts going around and photographing things like tanks and military buildings. Well, he and joined the Czechoslovakian army at one point too, he, right? He did that too, yes, but I don't know... Which is, wasn't that how he was getting access to some of these things? Maybe. Was, was that while he was enlisted? I guess maybe that's part of it. And people were like, so. hey bro, why are you documenting all this shit? You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Because um, there are also reports that he appeared to have military training and like fairly advanced military training yeah because prior to enlisting in czechoslovakia yeah apparently he was like a fucking dead eye shot which okay i don't know anything about the military you don't have to be a citizen of the country whose military you join i don't know man it was a wild time that seems like a lot of fucking, step one a lot of fucking people died in world war ii i don't mean anything by that i'm just saying like a lot of countries were probably scrounging for as many people they but could we're to like 12 years their removed ranks. from the end of the war by the time he enlists. Yeah, but a lot of young men died in World War II. They're, they might be looking for any young men who are in the country who, you know, if you can demonstrate some intelligence and a dead eye shot, like they're probably like, come on board, man. You actually want it? Come on in. It just seems uh, like a good way to get your own people killed. It sounds a little reckless. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I think that is how he was getting access to some of the things he was photographing, is that he enlisted in 57. Sure. And got access, moved up quickly because he appeared to know what he was doing. Right. And got access to some things that <laughs> maybe it turns out he shouldn't have had access to. Right. Or that he had very specific interests in getting access to. Right. After his arrest in 61, the STB, who, again, are the people that arrest him after being like, Check uh, secret police. Check basically. secret police. And the people who are like, hey, bro, you acting weird again, mm -hmm. fucking trying to take photos of military shit. You're going to jail. Carol back on his spy shit. Back on his spy shit. Um, they arrest him uh, and send him through a whole series of tests of psychiatrists and all kinds of shit trying to figure out his identity again. And they denied at the time. Now, granted, we got to have an understanding of where medicine's at, but they denied uh, the fact that he was mentally ill. They said he wasn't psychotic or schizophrenic, and they didn't believe he had amnesia. So, again, I don't know what those tests are. I don't know what that looks like. Mm. We don't have a translation of the report or the biography that was written about the ports, the reports that we're getting this third hand, but... I don't know if you have any faith in that. They might well, be. Yeah, you know. and we don't know the depth of it either. Is it like he's not actively experiencing psychosis right now as we're evaluating him? Sure. Or is it more in depth than that? Sure. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Totally. Because um, obviously he's he's pretty with it. I mean, if he's able to, like... He's doing all kinds of things. Yeah. He's making all kinds of choices. He's enlisting. He's taking up photography. Like, he's 
he's a relatively functional member of society to a degree. Right. I mean, and incredibly intelligent to every degree, really, as far as we can tell, aside right. from right. Apparently lying about many different things mm-hmm. in many different ways, making up a bunch of different stories about yeah. who you are and where you're from and what you're doing. But his behavior is like fairly Straight. predictable. Yeah, totally. Uh, where are we now? We're sixty one, sixty two, sixty one, sixty two. After being arrested for doing weird shit in the okay. army. Here's here's what I was trying to find earlier. Uh, they the Czech secret police in 62 had uh again i don't i don't know how accurate this is but the the summary says uh experts in anthropology and psychiatry examined him in 62 um to try and estimate his age oh to try to like continue telling his story or figuring out more about or him. verify any part of it or like sure. debunk parts of it sure um so I think this is the same maybe um, analysis that you were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. But they claimed in 1962, or they estimated in 1962 that he was between the ages of 27 and 35. Oh, which the low end of that. Say that again. 62. In, in 1962, been... they estimated that he was be- somewhere between 27 and 35 years old. And when so, he was originally arrested, it, it was 50, 55. 55. So that would put him between the ages of 20 and 28 when he got picked up, mm. which would. With the photo, <sighs> with the, with the mugshot. Which means that he would have been between 10 and 18. Right. Then at, at the end of the war. Yeah. For, well, 45 would have been the yeah. end of the war. Yeah. He does not look like a 20 year old in his first mugshot. So that that photo that you showed me earlier, where we guessed he was in his late twenties, that's this, from the first time he got arrested in fifty five. The mugshot I showed you is his nineteen fifty five mugshot. I can show you his progressive Twi- mugshots if you want to see the other ones. He seems older than twenty for sure in that photo. This is this is him in sixty one. Man, that's not a twenty eight year old. That's sixty one. So there, this estimate would have him between 26 and 34 he's in that not, photo he's for sure not 26 i mean it's so hard to say too just based on appearance because like he's he looks pretty rough there in terms of like his hair is all messed up he doesn't look yeah. especially clean his clothes are kind of messed up i guess the other thing that's let me tough, let me see that one more time the other thing that's tough about this too is you don't really know how like how hard has this dude been living that's you know? the thing i was gonna say it, like, in some ways like he was a notable smoker. Apparently, he met Vice at a bar. Especially in that third photo, like his face does look fairly young. Like he doesn't have many wrinkles or anything. Yeah, but we're not looking looks, at the highest quality photo. I here. know, but I mean that could be a dude around thirty who's just been living hard. Which it like this yeah. guy's been homeless for a long period of time. Potentially. It, well, yeah, yeah. This guy is probably had a, a pretty rough go of things yeah at least at at certain times in his life yeah this guy was in refugee camps yeah again allegedly that uh, the high end of that range seems reasonable to me that guy, that could be somebody in their early to mid 30s yeah 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 he's also losing his hair which i think or his hair is starting to recede which i think makes him look probably older than 
he would otherwise. Yeah, and we've all had friends who who lose it pretty early, so maybe that's not. I mean, pl- yeah, plenty of people go bald or start balding. He's not bald, but start like having their receding. hair receding in yeah, their twenties yeah, yeah. and thirties. Right, that's pretty common. Right, but um, then you also have the thing of him telling Vice that he's significantly older than he looks or he's been implying that he is. Which is also, again, like as a guy who is notably told a bunch of different stories about himself, like, is that true? Right. <laughs> At a certain point, that, like that seems like with what we're seeing and trying to run this timeline back. Sure. More, more viable. Him being in his early forties in that photo in 1961. Yep. Would make more sense, both in appearance and then, like, the other parts of his story lining yep. up. Yep. I'm with you. Um, In 19... So we're, what? That was 62 that they guessed he was between 27 35 years old. Yeah, after he got arrested for being sketchy. That was the same examination that apparently ruled out him being mentally ill. Yes. But we have no details about that. Right. Um, and that's when they sentence him to prison. There's this weird wrinkle of him maybe being someone's long lost son. Yeah. Do we want to yeah. get into that at all? I mean, there's another there's another weird like rabbit hole of this where uh a woman um and her daughters said that they recognized photos of Carol because this story had made news locally. As I mentioned, it wasn't until later than this moment, but um, the Czechoslovakia made some like his photo had been circulated in the press. Yeah. Somehow they were trying to figure out who the fuck this guy was. And yeah. if he was a spy or if someone had a clue, they wanted people to go like, yeah, I saw that guy or yeah, that guy was my neighbor for a while. Or, that's or, my son, apparently. Or that's my son, which a woman ended up saying. And apparently when she came to meet him, she then denied that it was him after seeing him firsthand, but... And he also denied that that was his mother, correct? Yes. Uh, but there was... So apparently her son was arrested by Nazis during World War II and deported to Auschwitz. And so she saw this guy and was like, that's him, came and saw him and then said it wasn't him. And some people said that quote unquote for his safety she went after seeing him she then said it wasn't him but i don't understand the historical context again as to why what would be the potential danger of identifying him uh, of identifying him at that point yeah i don't i don't know either because that was the early 60s right uh yeah we're in 61 62 at this point i i don't know so i don't know that also potentially Seems more likely that it just wasn't wasn't what it was yeah that feels more right to me but they sentenced this dude to 12 years in a, ten- in a detention center for being fucking sketchy. Which seems like a lot. F- again, I know we're talking about... We don't have all the detail around, like, what was he doing? I mean, we know he was taking photos, but... Yeah, I just... I, f- he was sentenced to 12 years in a detention center for polit- political prisoners. For yeah. doing what exactly? I mean, again, like the only the only details we have is that at when he was in, like, in the army, he was taking, taking and keeping photos of things like tanks and uh, like fucking locations of like military dorms and military buildings and shit like that. 
So they thought, I guess at that point, he was then sending that on to someone, or it was too sketchy for them to not believe that he wasn't intending to do something like that, yeah. and that you know. That was enough for them, I guess, at the time. I imagine you're also in a culture of fear, right? Like, you're just coming off of World War II. You're probably being, like, sketchy enough for us, bro. Like, go sit yeah. behind a wall for a while. Let's not and, take any chances. Yeah. So he was released uh, in 69, so he only actually served seven of those 12 years. Um, he moved to a small town outside of Prague and starts working as a bus driver. Um, but was apparently monitored... For the rest of his life. Yep. And uh, they kept trying to figure out who he was or what he was up to. Right. Um, And that there was a documentary released in 72 and a film based in 76 that I think were, at least the documentary was government funded. That was the one in 76. Oh, okay. Or wait, say it again. The documentary in 72, I think, was government funded. Yes, that's the one that went on TV, and it was literally created as like a way to tell his story, and people were still trying to figure out who he was. Yeah, with the, with the goal of like hoping someone would recognize him and be right. able to give some info about who right. he was or what he might be up to. Right, and at that point- Which didn't had, happen as far as I can tell. No, it didn't. Not, it never has. That's the craziest thing about this whole story, is that after with all this detail, all this data- these fucking Czech documentaries that were blasted out everywhere. No one has any idea who this dude is. If you were royalty... And he, and he died in 81, eventually. He died in 81. At what would have been... So in 62, they said he was between 27 and 35. So he would so have... had had 20 years to that, basically. He would have been 47 to 55. Right. That's very early. It is early. They said he had a heart attack. Hmm... <laughs> Yeah. It's a little weird, too. The other thing that they said was weird, which, again, who knows, but they said that uh, when they investigated his house when he died, he uh, was in possession of numerous books that were at the time prohibited without a list of prohibited books. Um, And Smart uh, smart people be reading books. Yeah, but prohibited books, I guess. Oh, yeah, but... The report about his death from the STB said that uh, it appeared that someone had already been in his residence to, like, inspect his home after he had died, Hmm. but that they didn't find anything suspicious. However, it appeared some of his belongings were covered in a strange, unknown chemical substance and a radio transmitter that was advanced enough to provide connection to foreign signals was present in his residence. Whoa. Again, you don't the, analyze that chemical that's on his shit. Well, the thing that the, one of the points that's made, and by the way, like I just want to do a double hat tip to, uh, user Muflon Lesney. Uh, from Unresolved Mysteries because they did a great job. Mouflon Leslie. Mouflon Les. Mouflon Leslie. (laughs) Um, They did a great job with this write-up and and pulling together what data we have. But one of the reactions uh, that somebody put forth out there was, you know, this this report is being written by a secretive plainclothes police force that's job is 
information and obviously possibly probably also disinformation. Right. So whatever we're learning through this stuff is like only as accurate as a secret police forces final report after someone's death that has then been released enough to have this biography written about this person allows for. Yeah. But the other thing about it too is are you really getting play on national TV looking for the identity of this person if they're not consistently suspicious of your activities? Oh, they obviously were. Like right. Now whether it's or just not, how much yeah, what do we whether whether there's any veracity to that suspicion or is impossible. We don't know to what determine. they were suspicious of exactly either. Right, right. Like could this person have been been someone else or been acting like someone else or been yeah. doing a different thing or was there other evidence that we've never seen and will never see because of that might have ripped, ripped some pages out might have <laughs> might have might have blacked some lines out sprinkle some more stuff on his books before he leaves Reach. Okay. Well, tell us what you think about uh, Carol Carol Novak. If you want to, uh, you can do that by leaving us a voicemail at 612-246-4614. Send us an email if you want at hi at whatifpodcast.com. We read them all. We love them all. We appreciate hearing from y'all. We'll do some voicemails next week. We've got a backlog of those. We'll, we'll catch up on voicemails. Uh, go to shop.whatifpodcast.com if you want to buy a poster or a hoodie or a shout-out for a homie. Um, leave us an iTunes review. We love them and appreciate them. Uh, I don't know nothing else. Once again, we solved nothing, and we sounded dumb along the way. And that's exactly what we're here for. Breath and fuckery, my friends. Breath and fuckery. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you don't next week. Don't tell my lawyer we kill people, man.